This is On The Left Side, your alternative football show. It's what Kane, England score! Harry Kane just turns the page of the calendar and keeps on scoring. You've heard from Hoddle, you're tired of Tiltley and you are bored to shit of Shearer. But we're going to do things differently. This is football, but not as you know it. I'm Jim and welcome to On The Left Side. Good news, everybody. England are going to the World Cup. Hurrah! The three Lions have booked themselves a place at football's top table for the finals in Russia, and they did so in the usual, completely underwhelming way. An unbeaten qualifying campaign has not been met with such levels of disappointment and derision since, well, England's Euro 2016 qualifying campaign. But England are nonetheless heading to the World Cup, or hashtag WC, as the kids say now. But having bored fans to tears against Slovenia, Slovakia and Lithuania in recent months, most will feel that the only WC the players deserve to be visiting is one of the ones where the shit gets flushed away. I spent Thursday night as England were playing, standing on a cold platform in Coventry train station, waiting for a train that was late. And still... I sensed I was being more entertained than the majority of England fans watching the game from home. The main game highlight, probably for most watching, was the mid-match streaker who ran onto the Wembley pitch and will no doubt be banned from attending any future England games. The lucky bastard. Sure, the lacklustre, half-hearted England did finally score but it took them 93 minutes to do so, by which point 40% of the audience had switched off, 50% had fallen asleep, and the remaining 10% had died of boredom. If by any chance you had managed to stay awake, it would probably be down to trying to work out what the hell Glenn Hoddle was talking about as he struggled through yet another 90 minutes of ITV football punditry. At times, it was hard to tell if he was providing a genuine insight into international football or just having a stroke, as he came up with absolute gems like, and I quote, Let's hope Harry Kane has the same September that he had in October. What? Why stop there? Let's hope that Kane has the same May that he had in August, has an identical February to the one he had in June of 2013, and a Christmas 2017 that is totally indistinguishable from the one he had back in 2002, eh? But even that little gem was a commentary masterpiece compared to his comments when Kane finally nicked the winning goal in the dying moments. Here's a terrific ball in and a really good centre forward goal. I said he didn't have his shooting boots on while he had his and you can expect to see Adidas launch their new little toe range just in time for Christmas. Maybe call it the Predator. Well, I think if you look back at my career, the Predator, you know, it was something different. It was something that no one has ever seen before. But let's face it, does it really matter that England were poor? Let's look on the bright side. England have qualified for the World Cup Finals. The cream of our footballing nation will be pulling on the crisp white England shirts with three proud lions embroidered on the chest. Images of Cholton, of Moore, of Hurst will be burnt into our minds with every kick of a ball as every football fan in the country will feel hope like never before. Flags will fly. 
faces will be painted, songs will be written, and children will excitedly recreate their heroes' movements down parks, up and down the land. We will watch, we will expect, and we will dream. Dream that England will turn up in Russia and play like never before. Maybe, just maybe, Gareth Southgate will do something magical. He will get them playing like Spain. You know, are we going to become Spain in the next eight months? No, we're not. You know, no, we're not. All right, then. Well, at least we can dream. Maybe it's good that England are being underestimated. After all, it means if you put £10 on them to win the World Cup right now at odds of 25 to 1, it means you'll still never see that tenor ever again. At least one man will be happy about England's qualification to the World Cup final, and that's Paul Merson, a man so proud of his Englishness that he is disgusted that any of that funny old foreign lot are even allowed anywhere near the beautiful game in this country. The ex-Arsenal man is at it again, offering his forthright and not in any way factual opinion on foreign managers in the Premier League. And as you probably know, he's not a fan. Last year, his comments on Marco Silva's appointment at Hull were described as pure xenophobia. But it's not put Merce off one bit. He still doesn't think those weird-talking, funny-dressing weirdos from across the channel really understand what's going on. You know, I look at foreign managers and I think, are they, do they grab it like Pochettino playing song at left wing-back against Swansea? you telling me he would have played left wing-back if they were playing Man City at Wembley? Foreign managers don't understand football in this country, which is, of course, totally different to every other football-playing country. Just imagine what England could have achieved if the likes of Mauricio Pochettino hadn't stolen those easy Premier League jobs off English managers, eh? I mean, sure, Pochettino may have been responsible for the development of key squad members like Harry Kane and Deli Alley, as well as 11 of the 28 England debuts made by players since he arrived on these shores with Southampton. But he's not even playing a real left-back against Swansea. He may as well pack his bags and head back to Uggy Buggy Land or wherever he came from. The good news is that the preparation is already happening for England ahead of their successful, potentially, World Cup campaign. They've booked a hotel, they've sorted the travel plans, and they've got the training facilities nailed. They've even sorted their barber. This week, it was good to see that the Premier League show found the international break as tough as everyone else, because they did some barrel scraping of their own by sorting a big name interview with Justin Carr. Yeah, I know. It's the man who cuts the hair of some England footballers. Yeah, I, I dabble in a bit of football. I've cut Deli Ali, Carl Walker, Oxley Chamberlain, Adam Lana, Jordan Henderson, uh, Jamie Vardy, Sterling, Hugo Lloris, Kevin Wimmer. I done Sam Adelaide as well, you know. That, that was a moment. Yeah, mate, I'm not sure I'd lead with the big Sam thing. In fact, maybe just leave it off your CV altogether. While you're at it, scrub Jamie Vardy off that list too, yeah? Let's face it, with the likes of Alan Shearer, David Platt and James Milner in the squads of past, England's hairstyle game has never been quite on point. But next summer, Justin is going to be hopping on the plane with the boys to make sure the England team look as sharp on their heads as their football isn't on the pitch. And I'm sure it's going to make all the difference, right? <laughs> the Euros in France, um, it was just a mad experience for me. I can't before Iceland. Oh, for fuck's sake. All we need now is confirmation of how Justin will be joining the team out in Russia. Will he be going on the team plane or will he be flying British Airways? 
Ass hit yourself. That's it for today's show. Thank you for coming. There'll be another show out on Thursday, so make sure you come back then or hit subscribe now on whatever app you use for listening to podcasts. That way, we will send the show to you as soon as it's ready. It's much easier. Do it now. Hit subscribe. Plus, if you're on the Twitter sphere, check us out at On The Left Side for even more football funny stuff. And I will see you later. Bye. On The Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio.